Radical. Welcome to this week's episode of the Print on Demand cast. Each week, join the gnarly Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the totally tubular tools, advice, and strategies you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's totally tubular show. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Print on Demand cast. And we're doing something groundbreaking. Groundbreaking? <laughs> I've only had one. <laughs> little flight here not not an entire flight just a glass we're doing something completely groundbreaking here uh on the printer demand cast we are recording somewhere on location you might hear some ambiance mm-hmm. some background noise but we're not separate via zoom we're not in the same place on the same microphone nay nay folks <laughs> we are upgrading to the moon my friends we have an actual interface here mm-hmm uh, to my left, and also to my left, of course, as always, Travis Ross. Travis, this is pretty cool. I mean, we've talked yeah. about doing stuff like this right, pretty frequently. Yeah. And now we're doing it. It's something, this is a, a, a test run, I guess you should say, uh, because as we're going to Long Beach in a, in a couple of months, mm-hmm. we're wanting to do some on-location interviews with folks there, be it exhibitors or people that own POD businesses or if we meet some of our fellow Print on Demand Cast Universe friends, yeah. it'd be great to have them on the show. But here we are. We're at a location here in Lafayette, Colorado that serves whiskey flights. So this show <laughs> is going to be a little loose, uh, maybe more than, than normal, just to say that you might hear some bumps, you might hear some glasses clanging, you might hear some mics moving, but it's going to be kind of more of an informal, like we've said that before, but this is really... We're literally sitting on other couches right now, <laughs> just having a conversation. <laughs> so here we are. And uh, how was, well, you know, going back to the regular format, how was your Monday, Travis? How, how was uh, this first Monday of November? Monday was pretty, um, pretty good. It was uh, kind of, um, well, you s- so we sent out a, um, an email to our local clients back early October and said, hey, um, due to the nature of our business being fulfillment, we're going to pull back and um, not do as many orders in November and December, so please have all your orders in by November 1st. Well, that has not helped. (laughs) What it did was create a bunch of orders um, that did come in. Yeah, that did come in before (laughs) uh, before November 1st. But then what happens is they get their quote November 1st, but they're like, I'm not sure if I want that many or that color isn't really what I thought it would be. And it just drags on and on and on. Meanwhile, um, we're getting calls that from uh, non-existing customers. So other people who have found us through, you know, Google or from other places. And they didn't get that email. And they did not get that email. (laughs) And so they're wanting to launch their stores and, you know, do all these things and, um, I'm trying to be as accommodating as I can, but it, it does concern me a little bit um, because there's a lot of customer education or client education when they're launching a store, how we do things, what we can and cannot do. Yeah. So all of that has to come into play somehow, and it's taking, you know, it's taking time, and it's also making me think, oh gosh, do I really have time to do this? You know, considering we're 
getting ready for the busiest time of year and um, sure. also have you know a couple of job ads, job ads out, trying to ha- hire some temporary people. So there's a lot of logistics there with just answering emails, looking through resumes, yeah. you know, saying no to this person, saying let's do a phone screen. Okay, great. Now you can come in for you know an in-person interview. Um, there's just a lot of a lot of moving parts simultaneously trying to balance these these new clients and these new sure. local people. So um so yeah that that was my Monday. I think you know I, I think to that point when it comes to like e-commerce and stuff like that it's from a customer standpoint it's just like well this is where we can make the money. Holidays are coming up so I want to launch my store mm-hmm. because I can make money. I can make good sales. And uh like you said it's just a lot of client education, customer education saying I know that you're eager to do this, but I'm going to let you know. And we had the conversation we had what for apparel. So same thing as you guys in October, November, that this time of year, it was like, hey, um, we're not onboarding any new stores until January. So we can have all yeah. the conversations we want. We can get all your designs lined out, mm-hmm. but we're not saying that you're going to have your store by Christmas because we've got other irons in the fire. And unless you want to pay us, to be your exclusive provider for all of your merch <laughs> and bankroll this whole operation, we have other clients to tend to and other orders. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely understand that process. But overall, other than that, good Monday. Yeah, That's yeah, good. good Monday. I'm having a a little flight here of um, old old Forester. Uh, there's a 1920, an 1897, a 1910. And a classic 86. My favorite yeah. so far is the 1897. I just took my first sip of that it's one. And it's yummy. really good. Yeah. Yes. I really like it. I can't imagine a better day or a better way to end a Monday except to hang out with my good friend Josiah and sip on some whiskey and talk right. about print on demand. That's right. What else is there? I mean, that's definitely <laughs> the way to end uh, a Monday as well. Um, so, yeah, that's awesome. And a uh, good weekend as well. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Chiefs yeah. won. Chiefs won. Over, Arsenal overtime. won. It was a great weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great when uh, somebody in the print-on-demand cast, you know, posts in the group and says, how about Arsenal? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I'm you like, and I. Yes. Just me and you will look at this post. It has zero reach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, it, but 100% importance. <laughs> yeah. It is the number one trending post on this page to me <laughs> and we need to start a soccer podcast is probably what it's like you and I we're going to connect um, that's awesome so yeah uh, here we are Travis I mean what do we want to talk about today is kind of like we've talked about it here and there throughout the show mm-hmm. but just knowing when to take a next step right, right. yeah um, I think you I think we've done a lot of documenting and talking and, and speaking to the fact of here are the steps to take. Here's one, two, three, four, or your business looks like this. Your business, you know, is taking this iteration, but how do you know when it's time to go from step one to step two to step three? And how do you, how can you see the writing on the wall as it were as to when it is time to take those next steps? Yeah, I also think the answer to that question is going to be considerably different for you know, for different people because there are every every single one of our listeners has a different business. Yep. Um or has a different idea of what their business is going to be if they haven't started it yet. So 
there's um, there's different answers to that question, and I I was thinking, you know, before we press record, we could just kind of talk about some of that, and 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 hopefully, you know, challenge challenge some of our listeners to take a next step. Um, this may not be the time of year to do it. I don't know. Sure. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> Given what we just talked about yeah. in the waffle. In yeah, exactly. And, 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 you know, I mean, if you're, but if you're like a drop shipper, there's, there may not be a whole lot more that you can do to kind of get ready. Sure. Um, for the craziness, you know, for the December, uh, sales spike that you're going to see. Um, and so maybe it is time. Maybe it is a good time again, different strokes for different folks, I guess, right. you know, um, so I thought we could, you know, kind of start by talking about, um, a few of these different places wh- where people's businesses are, and then specific things that those businesses could consider to kind of add fuel to the fire, um, to scale or attempt to scale or prepare to scale. Sure. Um, so, so let's start off, uh, by talking about, like the person who hasn't really done anything yet. And we just had a podcast about this, sure. you know, how to get yeah. started, you yeah. know, like, I think it's the start of arbitrary season four, <laughs> Print on Demand cast one oh one episode one. Yeah. And we, we kind of detailed that. Yeah. And we talk about, you know, getting your business license, getting an EIN number, um, getting a business bank account, all of those things apply, you know, registering with your secretary of state, um, and, uh, you know, in your state and just making sure that you're, you kind of, you're, above board and in all of those areas. And so, um, you know, you want, you want to have a bookkeeping software, um, you know, those types of things kind of, I think we've talked about those a ton. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what are, what else can those people be doing while maybe they're waiting, maybe they, they haven't gotten their EIN from the state yet. And sure. so they're waiting they can't even open their business banking account cause they don't have it. Yeah. So there's in that interim, what are some things that they can do while they wait, uh, to do the next step? Yeah. I think one of the things that you can do in that interim period is your research. There's lots of stuff that you can research. There's lots of, especially when it comes to, and we've talked about this too. You want to identify a niche. You want to know where you're going. You want to kind of decide whether you're going to be the, the person that is in a specific niche. You're going to go really wide, but like an inch deep, what's that going to look like for you? Uh, research, uh, designs, research VAs, find, mm-hmm. kind of put those things in place so that when the EIN comes, it's the domino that then hits the rest of them and all of a sudden you are you are ready to rock and roll instead of sitting on your hands waiting for the EIN and then you are frantically yep. trying to search and, okay, well, what am I going to design and where am I going to go and mm-hmm. what platform is right for me and am I, what is a VA and how does it work and what's onlinejobs.ph and what is that? So, like, doing that research on the front end uh, does a lot of good for you as opposed to just kind of taking things in this instance, you know, one thing at a time. The EIN is going to process. It's going to happen. It might take some time. It's the nature of it. But that gives you a lot of time to build a runway for yourself. Just idea wise, just develop, take some time, try, you know, think of some systems, ask people if you're listening to this podcast and you're one of those businesses that is in that position Go back to some episodes. Go to the Facebook group, printondemandcast.com slash Facebook. Ask questions. Uh, you know, figure out some systems. What's going to work? All of those things are still easily available to you to be uh, to have access to. So you're going to want to do that. 
Travis is taking a selfie. It's going to be on the Facebook group, <laughs> brendanmackass.com slash Facebook. Uh, we're going to document it, and then That's one right. day when we have a studio, it's going to be framed in, on a wall, kind of like our first tax-free dollar, but instead, it'll be that picture. <laughs> no, um, I, I was going to say, um, it's, it's very similar for somebody who's like waiting for a... Uh, Merch my Amazon account. And it, what it, sure. they just changed their name. It's now Amazon Merch. That's right. Um, but somebody waiting f- to be approved for that. Um, the, the downside of, of that, uh, you know, and that, that is a perfectly viable business model. I know people that are making a lot of money doing that. Yep. The downside is that when you first get accepted, you only have 10 slots. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so there's only so much you can do with that. But at the same time, you could have... 25, 30, 40 designs so you could continue to swap them out if they're not selling. Yeah. You know, if you're not getting kind of any traction with one, you have another one ready. But you can do some of these things. You can, um, you know, you you could, like you were talking about, you could hire a, a virtual assistant graphics, graphic designer and, and start down the path. But before that, I mean, um, it's cool to say, yeah, I'm going to go hire a graphic designer. And then you go hire them and you go, all right, design. <laughs> yeah. And you don't really have a system for what they're going to design, how you're going to do the research to get them those ideas. Whose responsibility is it to get those ideas? Right. Do you give them the ideas and then they go research and find some good ideas, you know, inside of the niches that you've, you've, you've presented to them? Are you the one providing them the ideas? Um, how granular are those instructions that you're giving them? Are they, I want it to be all of these, I want it to be blue and orange and all of these different colors, sure. but kind of like this. And, and, um, a, and then B, do you have time to be that granular as you continue to scale? Correct. You know, so there's, there's things that you need to be organized with. Then what are they going to do with those designs when they're done? Yeah. How are they going to be named? What What is the name of that PNG that you're going to use for Merch by Amazon or right. for your Etsy? Um, where are they going to put it? Are they putting it in a Dropbox? Is there a specific name for that folder that they're putting it in? Do they enter that into a spreadsheet with a link to the design on the spreadsheet um, You know, and a link to where it is? Just all yeah. of these different things. There's There's a lot that you will be very thankful you did. <laughs> I'm just you're I mean, you're flashing back, aren't you? I, I can tell. I also, I also have this image of uh, if anyone's seen The Hangover, when Zach Galifianakis is at the blackjack table and all those numbers start swirling in front of him. I just had this visual of our listener, like <laughs> that's in that position. All the things you're saying, they're like, "Oh my god, I don't know the answer to these <laughs> questions," but it's okay, uh, you know. And, and I would say also to Travis's point, um, uh, you know, that is very uh, valid. You want to figure those systems out, but also understand that as you grow, those systems uh, will change and will evolve. So be willing to uh, kind of fine tune those, those systems that you put in place because inevitably uh, with growth, there will have to be some adjustment that happens. It's just a part of the business. Um, But yeah, and to Travis's point too, you know, if um, you guys have any questions or anyone for that matter has any questions about how to really communicate with uh, VAs who are in, you know, through onlinejobs.ph or what have you, um, let me know in the Facebook group and mm-hmm. I can kind of give you how I have found success with my, the designer that we used for a long time and, and getting 
what he needs in order to kind of nail the the attempt on the first time instead of going back and forth and doing lots of revisions. I have got had a lot of experience in communicating with them and kind of showing them this is what I want it to look like. And so if you're looking for something to that effect or a way to, to effectively communicate your what's in your mind, mm-hmm. um, let me know. Tag me in the Facebook group. Uh, we can start a conversation because um, I've done a lot of uh, different iterations of trying to communicate effectively. <laughs> uh, and it, it, it can be, be kind of tricky. But, but yeah, so to Travis's point, you're going to have to figure out those systems mm-hmm. for when you get that EIN, when you do have that approval on uh, Amazon merch. Amazon merch. What are they called now? Am- Amazon merch. I, I think that that's called? it. AMD. Amazon. Amod. Amazon <clears throat> merch on demand. Amazon merch on demand. I think that's the winner. Yes. Amod. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and push this it's button. It's the other one. Yes. This nope, this nope, one. Yes. This one. Okay. Yeah. Is that the one you're looking for? That's, yes. Okay, that is. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, merch. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and it's gonna stop abruptly because I'm not gonna fade it out. Yep. Kay. There it is. And. Uh, so if you're asking yourself, <laughs> does our interface have a soundboard? Yes, it has four choices. Only four. So I think it's main event, a point of interest bumper, uh, and applause and the dad joke maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Hmm. This, is, this is evolving as well. So yeah, if you are just starting out, that's kind of things to to keep in mind as well as trying to figure out what platform is right for you? Is it a yeah. mod? Um, <laughs> Amazon. A mod. I like it. A mod. Um, is it Etsy? Is it Walmart? Is it Amazon? Is it Redbubble? You know, there all of the other ones that are out there. Um, just kind of figuring out where you want to start just to kind of get your feet wet and almost kind of proof of concept as to what you have in mind and, 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 and what you want to be and what you want to sell might actually kind of decide what platform you should probably go on mm. as well, I would think. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're, you're going to be familiar with the platform that you go on. And so you're going to see what a lot of your, you know, quote unquote, competition is selling. Um, you know, Etsy's going to be more home decor yeah. and, um, you know, things of that nature. Obviously, that's not an exhaustive list. There's so many more things that you can sell on Etsy. I mean, yeah. you can still sell your t-shirts and you can still sell your, your coffee mugs and you know, all of those things. But, um, you know, the way you present those things to an Etsy customer is going to be way different than you present those things to an Amazon or a Walmart customer. Yeah. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, you, you know, have to choose all of them. Uh, but for the point of this, you know, particular podcast, like what should you be doing next? You know, maybe that's something that you should be choosing. And I think this segues nicely into kind of the second type of person who might be listening. And um, maybe you're already on a mod or you're already selling on Etsy or you're already selling on Amazon. Um, You know, it's, I don't think that anyone comes to this podcast that's content with where their business is sure you you wouldn't be listening to this you wouldn't you know that i mean that's the whole idea of like seeking out sources to get inspired or uh, new knowledge or 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 things like that so i think it's safe to say that if you're listening to this and you have started that you're looking for ways to improve your business um be that and, and and i think that's where this kind of goes 
do you want to improve your business by um, creating more revenue or do you want to create you want to create more structure for your business so you can handle more revenue right um, and so I, I think that those are two very different things and uh, I, I want to I want to kind of talk about that. What do you, what do you think, what would you say the differences are between those things? And then we'll can, we can get into them. Uh, but say, say that again, between like just making more money or preparing your yep. business to make more money. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Just going like using the time that you have, the extra time that you have in a strategic way to just simply increase revenues versus increasing or, or working on the structure of your business in order to be able to handle increased sure, revenues. Sure. Yeah. I, I think, uh, to me, one is a kind of geared more towards the, for lack of a better term, just because I can't think of another, the, the money grab. Right. Uh, and that's just doing something just to increase revenues, uh, to where building the systems and getting your business structurally, ready to be able to handle more revenues to me speaks more to sustainability. Hmm. So you're, you're going to be able to build the systems, build the structures. So when that more revenue comes, you're, you're, you've already kind of forecasted out what those systems need to be, what the staffing needs to be. And so you have all those things in place. So when more revenue comes, it's not going to drown you just because you're busy. You're not going to be so busy that, everything else on the periphery goes away as opposed to just fulfillment. For example, um, we, with what for apparel, we had that really large client that we talked about a couple of times here on the show. And when he came on, we were at a point where we just were looking for more revenue. (laughs) We just want to, we just needed to make more money. I can see that. Yeah. Okay. And so, what we discovered was when that revenue showed up, we had nothing to sustain mm. the volume, the sheer volume that he started doing in, in, in merch sales kill, killed us, buried us. Yeah. Because we hadn't taken the time. And I've talked about this before when you're talking about developing systems and trying to use some foresight as to, is this going to be able to grow with the business or is it going to have to be redone? We, we didn't look at any of that. We didn't really take any um, uh, steps in trying to figure out what staffing would look like. Hmm. So when that volume hit the way that it did, as quick as it did, yes, we had more revenue. And that was great. But we didn't have the systems in place. We didn't have the structure from a staffing standpoint in place, we didn't have any of that in place. So when the revenue hit, it basically sank the ship Mm. as opposed to being the wind in the sails of the ship. Wow. And that's to me, um, two sample glasses of whiskey in and a year (laughs) removed (laughs) looking back on it as to what, what really happened. And I always used it, the analogy of, uh, you know, when God told Noah that the flood was coming, if Noah would have waited to build the boat when it started raining, he would have drowned. Right. 
but he built the boat before the rain came because mm-hmm. he believed that what the Lord said was true. So in a business context, it's that kind of thing of like, are you going to build your boat before the flood or are you going to wait for it to start raining and then you're not going to be able to build a boat hmm. because the structure's just not there. So I think that's why I say one is like the money grab and one is kind of creating a sustainable ecosystem for that revenue to inject life into hmm. as opposed to becoming just bombarded and all you're doing at that point all we were doing it's keeping your head above printing water and fulfilling yeah. printing and shipping his stuff everything else we'll get to it yeah amazon okay yeah, we'll, we'll, someone will do a second shift and someone will do and we were hmm. so screwed yeah we're just weeks and weeks behind and and the end of that story is we don't have a, we don't have what for apparel it's done wow and so uh, be, because that client was unhappy that we didn't have the sustainability mm. to do what he needed to be done. And as a result, withdrew that injection of income, which was with the the impetus behind Jason kind of going back to withdrawing board and saying, I think I want to do something different. Like, this has been mm. great. Let's go back. So, yeah. long story. I mean, all of that to say... Um, to me, those are the two differences where it's great to do something. And that, th- and again, bear in mind, this this is from someone that has a production company's sure, standpoint, sure. right? If you're doing drop shipping, I don't know that anything I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you tell me. Uh, yeah. from, a, from a drop shipper standpoint, the quick grab versus the sustainability, is, is there still that like building system for sustainability for when that <laughs> that capital comes or well, that, in the profit come or whatever? What does that look like from, from that person's standpoint? I mean, the quick answer, and probably not very nice one, is hopefully you're not using a what for apparel that can't scale with you. Right. <laughs> I mean, so from a yeah, drop... Super- to your point, we, we had to tell... I mean, I had this conversation multiple times with everybody in the staff and with Jason, like, he, they would always say, "We just need one more of this kind of account." And I said, "Are you crazy? <laughs> are you not? Are you are you crazy? Because if we get another one of those, we're super screwed, right? <laughs> like, like it's it's not what you think it is. I mean, on paper, but anyway, to your, back back to the the dropship. Yeah, of I, I mean, scenario. I think um, depending on who your who your production partner is, um, you know, Christmas comes. I mean, a couple of years ago. I was a drop shipper, and I remember um, having my products be very, very late, and I was in danger of losing my Amazon account. Yeah, because I was dealing with you know these guys you're that at the mercy of yeah you're at the, you're at the mercy of the drop shipper, and and you know um, that's probably one of the non spoken reasons I got back into production, so I could be in control of my own accounts and make sure that those things got delivered in time. And sure. I, I, at least I had more information, you know, if there was a delay, <laughs> it wasn't just, Oh, we're getting to it or, you know, we're so sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I didn't really have any visibility into it. So, I mean, that, that could be, you know, kind of a crossover between your story and, and what a sure. dropshipper is happening or happening, but, or, or having happened to them. Um, one of the things I was going to say that, uh, 
you know, there, there are people that come into this business and they, they start right and they do have like, you know, SOPs and they have systems and they think about what they want their business to be later and they create the systems for that. And so maybe you're at a place where it is smart to focus on revenue and what, and that could mean, um, you know, actually opening that Amazon account, actually going to that Walmart, play, uh, Walmart seller center place and, and fulfill or uh, filling out their application to sure. get on their platform. Um, if you've done, you know, the, the building, the way we've taught you, um, you know, you're going to have all of the data, all of the mockups, all of the print files, all of the SKUs, everything, that, all the titles, the keywords, everything that you need to launch on these other channels. Um, with w- using spreadsheets, you can launch hundreds, thousands of products at the same time. You can very quickly increase your presence online with your same products. You don't have to add a single product. You could just be in more places and have yeah. more eyeballs on your products. And that's not spending another dime except for the, you know, the Amazon $40 a month thing. You know, you're not advertising. You're not, you know, pouring hundreds of dollars into advertising each month. You're just being in more places. And yeah. I think that that's a very, very viable way to, to grow your business and a very viable thing to focus on if you, but, but to your point, Josiah, if, and only if you have those systems down, don't go hog wild on all these things um, and have your system screwed up because you're just going to end up, you know, where what for apparel ended up and you're, you're going to get buried. It, it, it will happen eventually if you continue to chase the buck and you don't spend the time um, organizing your back end, it will catch up to you. I don't care if you're a drop shipper. I don't care if you're, uh, you know, on a mod, (laughs) you know, I mean, Obviously, it's probably a lot easier on AMOD if that's your whole goal is just to stay there. Um, you don't really have to worry about your print files because you upload them once and you're done. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about this, I think, last week, just talking about how, you know, if you do that. Oh, no, I was talking about it. I, 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 had a, I did a YouTube um, with Ryan Hogue uh, today. Yes, today, I Monday? saw that, yeah. Yeah, today's... No, it was last week. It, it, it came out today. Came out today. Okay. And we were talking about how if you are on, you know, Amazon Merch on Demand or whatever, or perhaps you're using a, a gear bubble or another, you know, listing place to kind of push your listings yeah. to Amazon or Walmart or wherever, um, they kind of keep your designs hostage or your print files hostage because yeah. you upload them and you never have to think about them again because they're doing all of the stuff for you. Yeah. And I think that that's a poor business decision. In the end, that's a poor business decision. Yeah. What happens if Gearbubble goes out of business? They're probably not going to, but what happens if they do? What right. happens if Merch right. by Amazon or Amazon Merch on Demand decides to close their doors and they're going to start something else? And your designs, your print files are just not there anymore. You know, So having that ability to, you know, having that organizational structure from the beginning and even redoing an existing organizational structure and putting it together, even, you know, two, three, four years down the line, and you're like, oh, God, that is such a huge undertaking. Yeah. It's a good business decision. And I would choose, in that situation, I would choose to work on my business and on the structure of my business 
rather than getting on another channel right. or chasing, you know, another big client or something like that. Right. Spending my time figuring out how to do a, you know, a promotion for, you know, to get influencers to come so I can sell Amazon merch, merch on demand for them or something like that. Great idea. But are you organized yet? That's the question. Yeah. And, and if you, I mean, last thing I'll say in, in regards to the this, to this story is we, well, for apparel, we, we did have systems, but if you're wondering why I'm always so incredibly, I, I always talk about making sure those systems can sustain growth. <laughs> That's <laughs> what we didn't do. We had a system. It was shitty. <laughs> but we had it. Okay. And we didn't know how bad it was until we, it was, it, we had to revamp it on the fly. And at that point, it was just like, yeah, whatever, whatever, we'll revamp it. But it wasn't, it still wasn't the greatest. So, right. <clears throat> what if, so we, we touched on, on that, on, on, um, something in, in what you were saying there, talking about diversifying the platform. So, what about the person that maybe they are, on Amazon or they're on Redbubble and they have a lot of designs mm-hmm. and what what's that next step for them? Is the next step for them to keep adding more to that platform or to your point, is it smart to maximize assets? Yeah. And 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 put all of those things that are already live, not only on different products, mm-hmm. but on different platforms. On different products. On different products, yeah. which can then I mean, serves well to the point of flat files, right? And having those systems ready to go, right? Like having all that your inventory, all of the SKUs, the number naming systems in a flat in a spreadsheet already, because at a click of a button, you now have diversified yourself on multiple platforms. Yeah, and maybe maybe it's all T-shirts, maybe it's T-shirts and hoodies, but. Instead of just being on Redbubble, now you're on Amazon, now you're on Etsy, now you're on Walmart, now you're on, you know, all those different different mm-hmm. platforms to sell those items. Yeah. Um, I mean, this can be this can be taken to the nth degree. Um, I'll, I will go ahead and say, you know, my level of organization or, you know, Make Your Mark Design's level of organization right now with our existing um, products is probably a lot better than most print-on-demand companies or print on demand entrepreneurs. I can attest. But I don't think it's um, the best by any stretch of the imagination. I think there are many people who have figured this out even better than we have. And um, there are holes in our strategy as well. As we scale, we could definitely come to a place where we're in your same shoes as what for apparel was with like, oh my gosh, our systems, while they're good, they're they are woefully inadequate for what's going on right now, whatever, right. What it, whatever right now is giving us or right. presenting to us. Yeah. Um, for example, as we are, try, as we are trying to um, scale and put you know, more products out there and use our designs, to your point, use our existing designs on new products, um, we've realized that our titles that we have manually written for years – um, you know, we have some automations for some things, but most, you know, a lot of the type, the text is, is manual. Um, they're not in such a way where you can just strip away a few words and then put six by six framed sign at the end of it. Sure. You know, and so they're, they're kind of mixed up. And so you have to, you know, so we're trying to do like a find and replace, 
and then yeah. and then we're going to input something else and so because they weren't uniform in the way we named just the titles because we were constantly you know looking at seo and trying to find new ways to say right. things and right. all of that um i th- i think for the most part um you know for our coffee mugs the the coffee and you know the the coffee mug part is at the end so we can we can kind of wipe that out, but there's sometimes where it's in the middle or it's, you know, not, not at the end or something like that. Yeah. And so that has, you know, kind of screwed up our, our ability to just manipulate spreadsheets by find and replace and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, so, but my point is, is that there's always something that you can, you can look to and go, Oh, we should have done that. Sure. And so I, I I'm, I'm saying this because I don't want people to like beat up on themselves for getting so far and not having thought of some of these things, you know, you know, when they started, because we didn't think about these things when we started either. Right. It took us a lot of work to get to where we're at. And I believe it's going to take a lot more work to get to where we want to be. But to your point, I think it's absolutely the best use of our time to take our existing assets and put them on, you know, framed or wooden framed signs, tea towels, tote bags, pillowcases, um, you know, the list goes on and on and on and, and making sure that there isn't in as many different places as possible. When we get to that point, we're going to start messing with laser and UV as well. Sure. And putting these things on laserable products, which means we have to manipulate the art files for every single one of them. (laughs) How are we going to do that? I don't know. No idea. But that's something we will work on when we get there, you know, but I'm going to, I'm going to pick the low hanging fruit, you know, first figure out the way to um, manipulate these files to where we can launch multiple products at the same time sure. uh, or multiple iterations of a product at the same time and rinse and repeat that a few times. Then we'll jump into, okay, well, how do we turn these, all of these raster images into, you know, grayscale <laughs> uh, vector for our <laughs> laser or whatever, you know what I mean? So yeah. um, who knows? <laughs> yeah. So let me, um, two things came to mind there. Um, first of which is what is the balance here? Because here's what I know can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't on, on both ends of, of the spectrum. Um, you can throw a bunch of stuff up on a site and then have no systems to sustain or to kind of help organize how things are being uploaded, how things are being tracked, or if you're doing your own production, how they're being fulfilled, even if it's something like coffee mugs, if that's been, if that's what you're doing in-house and everything else is outsourced, whatever that looks like, you can do that and then not have anything supporting. And then there's the other end that's like, my systems have to be perfect before mm. I post a single thing. Right. Like, well, Okay, I have a system, but I don't think it's good enough. I'm going to revise it for a second. And meanwhile, it's like, hey man, systems are awesome they're not worth the paper they're written on if there's nothing being sold (laughs) to put them into use that's right so what's what's the balance there of like okay i i I do want systems Mm -hmm. but i don't want to obsess about them and go into this form of like analysis paralysis to use uh uh to use a phrase to where you're not doing Mm -hmm. anything you're just too busy worrying about your systems being perfect and then conversely not caring about systems, just throwing stuff up there and then maybe your st- orders are late or maybe, you know, your your print partner isn't 
getting the information they need because you didn't pay attention to their onboarding process, <laughs> which is a system, and you just don't care. You just want to throw this design on the shirt. I mean, what's that? What's that tension look like, and how do you kind of resolve to be somewhere in the middle of of that of that spectrum? Yeah, I think for for one, I think that you can definitely use uh, what I've said today as an excuse to not do anything or <laughs> or to not list anything anyway yeah. and just really focus on your systems and and you know far be it for me f- to tell you to not list products i mean yeah. that's that's where you make your money guys that's the that is the golden goose Am- amazon and walmart and they, these are the golden geese that lay the golden eggs in yeah. this proverb because if they if they paid you for good systems then it'd become a completely yeah. different scenario right now it'd be the systems on demand cast if that was the case what a boring podcast you take the a1 cell and you click the corner and you drag the formula down to z1 and release oh you guys are welcome that that's not what we that's yeah. not what we do um, although, you know, if, if anybody's going to do it and make it fun, I, I would bet on us. So, um, I think, I think the two of us, and we could bring Mike Dudley in as a third chair. Oh yeah. Cause that dude is an Excel wizard and he's fun and he's awesome. Oh yeah. That would be a blast. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, the audience has no idea what we're talking about. So anyway, no so the first part is like, yes, that can absolutely kind of paralyze you. And, um, so perf- um, what is it? Perfection is the enemy of progress. Progress, yeah. yeah, and and I think that's that really is apropos in this particular example because you can, you know, spend all your time trying to create systems and never sell, you know, a thing because um, your designs are crap. <laughs> But you got great systems to create those crappy designs. You are efficient. <laughs> you are those things out. That's right. You are the best crappy design or no. Um, so you get the idea. So there, there is, there has to be a balance to your point. One, when you were talking earlier about something and I had a really, I had another thought about this whole um, thing. I, I was just thinking like um, when we were talking about, you know, which, which one to focus on, um, and how it depends on where you're at. I think um, the best answer to this really is figure out your process to list stuff. Mm-hmm. Figure out your process to get those designs ready. Mm-hmm. You know, figure out your process um, of. I mean, all you have, to, all you need is a spreadsheet that has your SKU, an, a link to your art file, yeah, maybe your title. You know, and you can put that the art file that you're linking to, you can put your mock-ups in that same folder for that particular product. I mean, it's not, it's not rocket science guys. And then the next thing you need to do is like figure out kind of, okay, what happens? I'm going to give my person 10 different designs in the nursing niche, you know, and I, I, I find, you know, some funny sayings, some funny memes that I want him, want, want him or her to design for me. And I'm going to put links to those on a spreadsheet for them to, you know, I want you to design these. And when you're done, you know, put the, put the skew or the design ID and then put the link and you can use one spreadsheet for this whole thing. And then how are those things on that spreadsheet going to get listed onto Etsy? Um, this is like, it's a one page document to go step one, this step two, this step three. It's not, you know, a whole, 
it, it's it's not a lot, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. You can figure all this out in a day or two. Sure. Um, and then, you know, if you're going to hire a designer, maybe that takes another couple of days. But the, pro, but the whole goal is to list something. Right. Or if you're in that first stage that we were talking about earlier, get things ready to list. So yep. when you get that EIN, you get that banking business account, you get that Amazon Merch On Demand account, you know, you've, you've got your EIN, you sign up for the Etsy account, you can start going because you've got your stuff ready to go. Sure. Yep. So I, there is a balance, but I don't think it has to be as overwhelming as perhaps I make it sound sometimes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the second thing um, that came to mind uh, when you were talking earlier was, I mean, you were, you were talking about how uh, the systems to make your mark are good, They've evolved. They certainly weren't. They certainly aren't what they were when you started, and they aren't what they will be in say two to three years. Right. But speak to you a little bit how important it has been to bring others in on that process. I know Uncle Mike is someone that you mm-hmm. talk to a lot about yep. systems and bounce stuff off of. All of that to say, for those listening, the importance of maybe not hiring someone to be your systems person. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe paying someone to consult once in a while or bringing someone in to uh, give advice or mm-hmm. look at your systems. And Because sometimes, what's the saying? You can't see the forest through the trees. Right. And so, you know, if you are, if you're a nose, uh, nose up to a brick wall, you don't know that there's a way around the brick wall until you back up a little bit. And sometimes it takes that some, so someone else to come alongside you, tap you on the shoulder and say... <laughs> Hey, dude, uh, over up. there is the way around this <laughs> obstacle, but you're just buried in it. And so mm. I think there is something to be said about like allowing people that you trust, people that you know, people that you trust their experience of what they've been through, what they've, you know, even if it's not in print on demand, someone that's just good with systems or has right. success in business in general to come in and really it, it's, it's, vul- <laughs> it's vulnerable. It's, you know, as a creative mm. uh, myself and Travis, you can attest to this being a musician you know it's like when you write that song and then you show it to someone and they have mm. critiques and you're like but this is my soul put <laughs> <laughs> some music like <laughs> what do you mean you don't like the bridge right so you have to allow yourself to, to be vulnerable enough and be um willing to allow someone to come in and be like yeah what you've done here that's cool it's not gonna mm-hmm. work we gotta redo it yeah, I, I hired Robin Johnson, who was, mm-hmm. I think she was on episode 20. That's right, I remember um, that. And I hired her. She came in, and um, I bared my proverbial business soul to her <laughs> yeah. and showed her my books and showed her, you know, told her what my plans were, sh- showed her how much I paid everybody in our in our business. And, yeah. and she was very instrumental in me actually moving from arbitrage um, more towards the print on demand side. Right. And I, I ended up, um, ended up letting, uh, one of my guys go because he was costing too much and he wasn't providing as much revenue. Sure. Um, and it wasn't his fault. It was the way I had kind of structured it. Structure the position. And and it was, and honestly, it was also because I didn't have anything necessarily written down for his position. I had a basic job description, go out and find stuff that's profitable and here's this parameters. And, and I went out with him a few times and then I just let him go. 
And there wasn't like a minimum of time that he needed to be out or any, you know, number of stores that he needed to hit. And, you know, obviously this is all arbitrage and not print on demand. Sure. Um, and, and because of that, he was not profitable for my business. And so as much as it pained me to, to do, I had to let him go. Um, she also, she just really, really helped me see you know, uh, she, she tapped me on the shoulder and says, Hey, you're standing right in front of a brick wall. Sure. Let's back up and look at this and look at the whole wall yeah. and see if there's a way around it. And and that's exactly what she did. That was a great analogy. And then, but I had to back up, Yeah. you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a clear path forward. You know, you, you see these guys and you know, all these famous business guys and you, you feel like they're their trajectory or their bank accounts just kept going up and up and up and up and up and up. And there's, that's not the case. They had a lot of failures and I would, I wouldn't say that I had a failure in that, but it was definitely, I definitely failed in a couple of things that had a negative effect on my business. And it took somebody who could see through a different lens, somebody that I trusted. And then it took me being honest with myself and with my business to actually get past that thing. Sure. And, and what it did was it, it, it was the beginnings of make your mark design. Um, and so I am here now as a direct result of what I, what that happened, what happened sure. in that, in that time with, with Robin and, yeah. and the things that she spoke into my business and the practices that she helped me see. And, you know, the way she helped me look at my books and it, just all of those things was, they were very instrumental uh, in, in where I'm at today. Yeah. It's, you know, the whole pruning process is painful, but sometimes you have to mm-hmm. go through the process to facilitate new growth. Um, so yeah, I, I, th- I just think that's really, really important, uh, yeah. for those listening, like bring someone alongside you in this journey. Don't think you have to do it by yourself. Find people that you trust and, you know, ask them, like Travis said, bear your, your business soul. <laughs> as it were um so uh, travis any any other kind of instances that you can think of where people might be on this kind of like you know r- straddling the fence of do i don't i what does it look like as we kind of i mean we probably have a 10 minutes or so um left here on this episode yeah any I, thoughts i mean i think the best use of our time i guess at this point would probably be just to um, kind of summarize a little bit. Sure. Um, because uh, to be completely transparent, I think this is one of the first shows we've done with no actual notes. I know. Believe it or not, folks, Travis and I do have roadmaps <laughs> Typically. as to where this <laughs> is going to go. But we, we fought so long with GarageBand <laughs> to freaking multi-track. Yeah, we were these, trying. Yeah. It took too long. So we just decided to have a conversation. So... Uh, anyway, go ahead, Travis. I'll let you kind of summarize this, and then um, we can we can take this one home. Okay. Well, I mean, I think the uh, the basic of it, or the basics, you know, of what we're trying to say is um, the like you can work on your business. So you know, there's the SOPs. There's and the one thing I don't think I necessarily really stressed is like. Um, maybe you want to hire a VA, but what is that VA going to do when they come on board? You know, what, what is, what are the specific tasks? You can't just right to your, to your point about the person to let go. Yeah, exactly. How how is that position 
like plan how that position is going to be profitable before you hire the positions so that you know <laughs> right. that that person at least has a roadmap that right. can make that money back and that investment back for you. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit that I hire, I sometimes hire VAs and I'm like, oh man, I don't really want to have another expense, but I see the potential for the profit that this person can bring me. But, but the one thing that you really need to do to be effective. And, and, you know, I talked about this a lot with, uh, uh, Nathan on, you know, the podcast about outsourcing and stuff. And you can go back and listen to that. I highly recommend that also outsource school is a great resource for all the things that I'm talking about right now, because if you don't have a direct roadmap for them, they're not going to know what to do. They're going to be struggling. And so you need to, you know, create yeah. SOPs for them as well. Um, so, you know, that's, that's another good example of working on your business. But at the same time, I think that, um, you know, another way to kind of scale to, you know, what can you do next? Choose a channel that you want to expand to. Right. Just, just one. You know, if you're just, just doing the royalty-based print-on-demand, why, you know, dip your toe in the water of seller of record print on demand, get on yep. Etsy. Etsy's easy. It's very simple. It's pretty much the wild west right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it feels like it, their fees are less sure. than Amazon's or, um, or Walmart's. Uh, I don't think there's as quite as many eyes there, but certain products can do really well on there. Yep. You know, if you're already on Etsy, man, take a look at Amazon Amazon is consistently, since I have started this business, has been my number one revenue source um, for, yeah. of my products. Um, and so, you know, and if you're on Amazon and you're on Etsy, look at Walmart. Walmart just opened their doors to a, like a whole <laughs> bunch of new, new sellers. Yeah. And it's very similar to Amazon. If you're familiar with Amazon, it's very similar. Um, you can list a ton of products on Walmart. Same type of deal. Their fees are about the same as Walmart or as Amazon's. Um, you know, there's a few things that you kind of need to know, and you can listen to some of our podcasts. Go listen to the um, the YouTube that I did with Ryan. In yeah. the, I just posted it today, uh, a Monday, on our Facebook group. Just go listen to that. It's about a half hour long. Um, very good information in there. Um, but my point is, find something that you haven't done, a channel that you're not on, yeah, and get on it. And yeah. then, and then the last thing, you know, um, I would say is, um, take advantage of the time you know, kind of your quote unquote downtime and, and for drop shippers, maybe right now is before the storm is hit, but you're pretty much done. Maybe listing all your products. Sure. You've got your, you know, your fulfillment partners, et cetera, et cetera. Spend this time writing some SOPs, spend yeah. this time researching Amazon, Amazon seller center or seller central. You know, if you're not on that, spend this time profitably. Don't just wait for the money tree. That is December, <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually work on your business while you've yeah. got this time. Um, make it because in January you can kind of, you can jump on those things and, and put those things into practice. The other thing is, you know, maybe start talk or start thinking about what you're going to do in February. Yeah. Use this time to start creating designs for February. Start listing those. If you've got an existing system for listing and such like that, start, you know, doing your Valentine's day stuff right now, because as soon as Christmas is over, it's Valentine's day. Yep. <laughs> At least people are buying that stuff because Valentine's day is mid February and so they're going to have to buy that stuff early February, yep. late January. So you need to have it listed 
pretty soon, so it has time to kind of catch in the algorithm yep. of whatever channel you're on and, um, and actually be available to show up for them when they're searching for their Valentine. So there's, you know, I didn't really do a great job of summarizing. I just added a whole bunch of other <laughs> shit, you know, to the, to the thing. <laughs> but uh, I think our listeners kind of get the idea. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean... I think this, I think we'll, we'll probably speak more to this um, in, in the weeks and months to come. But um, as we're talking about this particular topic, I'm realizing that you and I have had these conversations about the print-on-demand cast mm-hmm. as far as making it more, making it better, building right. the systems. What does this look like? Let's kind of get an idea of what we want this to be other than you know, two friends hanging out, recording a podcast. Like, what, what does this business look like, yeah. you know, down the road? So, Is it a business? Is it a business? Yeah. Right. Like, what, what, what can this be? Can it and be? So, yeah. these conversations are being had between Travis and I about this particular podcast that you're listening to. So, um, just know that these are conversations that we've had and put into practice for us in the in the context of what does this look like systems and, and building this thing out and making it making it more trying to figure out what it could be so mm-hmm. um, apart from doing that in in the business of print on demand so um, yeah more on that potentially in the coming weeks or months and uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up here I'd like to unofficially thank our sponsor no I'd like to officially thank our unofficial sponsor <laughs> William Oliver for hosting us uh, here in Lafayette Colorado fantastic I can smell the bacon. Mm. Oh, I smell it so much. The, this right place, this place actually has a a pint. a pint of bacon. It's on their menu. It's literally a pint glass filled, filled with, with bacon. bacon, and it's delicious. Mm. And I smell it. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Before we go, um, we'll wrap this up. But uh, so I forgot to tell you. I meant to, I meant to mention this in the waffle section, but mm-hmm. I didn't get to it um, because we're talking about Mondays and Arsenal's. Uh, arsenal singular but i mean as i mean you guys know on the show that you know it's been a hard year for my family and i there's been lots of loss and lots of stuff going on yeah so i hired uh and started seeing a grief counselor to process all of this that's awesome dude i'm very very glad you did that wanted to kind of get out in front of this but uh i found out the other day that my grief counselor actually passed away he died oh my gosh yeah but, I mean, he was so good that I, I, I just don't care. Time for the weekly dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> so dark. That is bad. I, I, it was so, oh, well, that's this week's dad joke. I'm going to go repent. <laughs> that was so, that was dark. But oh. that's why we picked it. That's why I sent it to Travis, because it was so funny to me. <laughs> But uh, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, know that you are listening to a groundbreaking episode <laughs> of the Print on Demand cast. is recording remotely. There's not any video of this version or of this episode, I should say. But uh, but there's a picture. There is a picture and there's a video <laughs> of before we press record of us documenting our troubles with GarageBand. If you, for some reason, know how to make a Zoom P4 multitrack into GarageBand on a MacBook, hit up the Facebook group. PrintOnDemandCast.com slash Facebook. Let us know what we're doing wrong. Because all the YouTube people told us what to do. And for whatever reason, it didn't work. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this has been a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to doing more episodes like this. Even if we can't multi-track, it's just fun to be in person and yeah. in a different location, uh, having a good time. Uh, we are going to implement this 
primarily the reason we're doing this, like I said, test run for Long Beach, ISS mm-hmm. in Long Beach, the weekend of January 20th through the 22nd, I believe, is that weekend. Super excited to be there. Uh, and we want to see you guys there as well. So if you're interested, ISS is a, is a great show. ISS Long Beach, lots of stuff that's going to be, lots of vendors that'll be there, whether it's apparel or different printing processes, all the major companies are going to be there. So mm-hmm. get there if you can, if you're interested. We will be there. And if you're going to be there, again, let us know. com slash Facebook. Give us a heads up. Hey, I'm going to be there on these days. We'd love to meet up with you. We'd love to grab a drink with you. Uh, pick your brain, hear your story, mm-hmm. maybe even documented here on the show yeah uh we really really great to, to get to know you guys so again iss long beach you go to is it iss doc, i, ju- I just it? posted in the facebook group it's actually free registration right now okay um and i'm not sure how long they will keep the registration they do have an education yes. part which um but you're speaking i'm at. actually speaking yes. at yeah i'm speaking on Saturday. i'm going just to be his hype man yeah um i'm excited about Your that flavor flight but um it that does cost money but if you just want to go for the expo pos- right. portion which if i'm 100 percent honest that's, that's where it's that's at. all i've ever done i think at the yeah, ISS i think Long you Beach. and i had uh, on the first and maybe i always say this but now that we have the mobile thing it might be easier to have a setting like this we just tell tell stories from our trade show adventures but the first one that we went to <laughs> yeah was in portland and we did the education yeah and then found out that we almost learned more on the floor just of being the on trade the floor. shows yeah just networking in the hallways and just talking to people right at their booths and so all of that to say if you wanted the education of course you can it isn't free you do have to pay for that like travis said but the expo floor uh, is free, so register at least um, for a while. At least I'm for a while, sure. yeah. I think it's till like mid November, maybe. Yeah, and then they're gonna the make it month. fifty bucks or yeah. something like that. So if you want to go and you want to go at least to the expo for free, uh, let let uh, let them know. Don't let us know. We can't do anything about it. But go to their <laughs> website. Uh, Travis posted <laughs> in the Print on Demand Cast Facebook group and avail yourself of that. And as always, wherever there are podcasts, the POD Cast is there for you as well. Stitcher, Spotify. Apple, Google, all of the platforms. But if you happen to be listening on the Apple Podcast app, which I will forever call iTunes, uh, go ahead and leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. It helps the algorithm, helps this information get into the hands of people that need to hear it the most. Mm. If you have a question for Travis and I, I've already mentioned the Facebook group a hundred times so far this episode, roundabout that's rounding up, but com slash Facebook. We'll do it again. Uh, where you can ask us a question. Uh, we have a lot of our former guests are there. If you guys have any tips... If you have any tricks, anything that you know about Print On Demand that you want to share with us, let us know because we want to hear from you just as much as we make you hear from us each and every week <laughs> as we talk into these microphones. So if you don't like social media, you can email us, info at printondemandcast.com, and we will get that email as well. So other than that, Travis, anything else before we send this officially home? I feel like we're like a pastor. We've said in closing like three times. <laughs> here we are still talking. No, I... I, I thoroughly enjoyed hanging out with you yes um having a, a nice flight of whiskey yeah it was good and um yeah this is this is really cool i i'm, I'm actually excited to hear what it sounds like, like the quality yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah. so um you know because when we're recording you know on online um, yeah, yeah, as it were with yeah. Streamyard, there's always that you know, packet loss and the buffering. Yeah. And, and there's sometimes a, a yeah. really delay. Yeah. It's, 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 it's interesting. So I am excited to, you know, kind of 
see where see what this quality is. I'm actually using a different mic than I normally do because I bought an actual I bought a mic so yes. we could have our two mics yeah, and, and then, then a, a third, third for you know yeah. uh, a guest, which we might use in a couple weeks. We'll have to see. We've we yeah. got we, we talked about scheduling Luke. Yes. Last week. Yes. And we, yeah. We and we nailed email. him down. We sent the email. We nailed him down. Yes. We're going to have him in a few weeks. I think it's after Thanksgiving. But um, we, he, since he's local, we might just, you know, pop on over to his house and yeah. sit at his kitchen table and, and, and do the podcast there live. So um, that'll be a great test for the Long Beach yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, really, yeah. It'd be great. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I don't have anything else to say. I'm just kind of stoked that, <laughs> that we're getting to, to use all these yeah. cool new toys yeah, and it, it, see how they work. It is a lot of fun, uh, again, to, to be doing this on location. And it, you know, it's just kind of a new added. I think, I think it's fun for, for me, and I can't speak for you, but you know, doing the same thing over the computer every week is good. Mm-hmm. And then, but doing it in person is always more fun. And now we Absolutely. have the actual equipment to facilitate like, Hey, I'll just go over to your house and we'll just record it and you know, right? Kind of build it from there. But mm-hmm. uh, so all of that to say, thank you guys so much for uh, enduring a second waffle session on the <laughs> back end of this podcast. Uh, but as always, for Travis, I'm Josiah, and we'll see you next time right here on the Print on Demand Cast. See ya. Hey, babe, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the Totally Tubular show. If you got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Want to be wicked nice? Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next time for sure.